All right, here we go. All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Movies That Whip. Uh, it's Gooey here, joined by Adriel, as always. How's it going? I am doing very well. Um, I'm yes. a little bit, I'm a little bit uh, under the weather, but um, I'm doing well. And they're doing construction on the apartment above me. So if you guys hear anything weird, I'll try to edit it out, but... That's what it is. <laughs> Just ghosts upstairs. In this, well, okay. In this one year, this wonderful one year that we've been doing this, I feel like we've Aww. at times been stricken by sickness or uh, injury or construction. <laughs> and now it's there's a combo of both going on. It's, it's pretty classic. It's true. We have had a lot of... Um... Like, I remember I had COVID at one point. <laughs> My back was, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you've gotten all the pain. <laughs> yeah, I've had the pain. You've had construction and, like, power outages and stuff. <laughs> and now it's all you. I'm normal over here. I don't know what's going on on your end. But Man, yeah, I, I, I took it all. I took on the mantle for both of us today. Anyway, well, happy Thank anniversary. Uh, I yeah, can't, it's you too. It's crazy that we've uh, been doing it for... For this long, and this is just the the best movie to celebrate with. Yes, so, I mean, our very first episode we did was, <clears throat> back a year ago, we covered Yes, Madam, the Corey UN movie, and of course it starred the wonderful Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock, and so a year later, we're thinking, what's 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 a good movie to to come back to, you know, for our one year anniversary. So we picked another Corey UN movie, which also features Cynthia. So yes, yes. Very fitting. A lot of, a lot of similar elements in this movie, actually. Um, Of course. Yeah. A lot of, and that is 1986's writing wrongs. Yes. Yeah. You got to say the title, right? (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, What were you going to (laughs) say? No, I was just gonna say she she comes back wearing similar outfits. She's a, a police oh, officer yes. again. Uh, it's just oh boy, what? Where do we even start with this? Anyway, <sighs> writing wrongs. It's writing a, a great wrongs. title and a great year. Great title, yeah. So I mean, and I'll say this is a so this came out a year after Yes, Madam, and I mean I've I've seen only three of his flicks now all related to the podcast to the virtual theater <laughs> world but this has been this was my favorite of all of them mm-hmm. and uh of the three movies is it writing wrongs uh yes madam and, and doa and doa okay <laughs> yes <laughs> uh which is they're all awesome but this one was i think far i mean i'm sure i was looking at his filmography there's Plenty of other ones I'd like to watch that all seem great, but just of these three, this is like, I mean, I've loved them all, but I think I like this one the most by a lot, and mm-hmm. this is like, I think, 
like already like I don't know they, there's things about it sure but I it, overall this is like a movie that I'd hold up as like one of my favorites in general but it, that's awesome oh I love we'll see, we we'll love see to how hear it lasts it. <laughs> but I'm I'm really high writing high on it right now after having just seen it you know recently mm-hmm. and re in rewatching parts of it yeah so you hadn't seen it before right no, no, no. Yeah. These are, they, these are basically all new to me. Like, it's all stuff that I'm like, it's just been on like a bucket list of things to watch, you know? But totally. I, I always see, you know, I've seen all these scenes of these movies with Cynthia and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. I've just what? been like, oh, I want to watch these. Like, some people are just like constantly ripping through these filmographies and I'm like oh I, you know totally I I had when I was watching it I was like oh right I've seen you know a clip of this fight scene or there were two different fight scenes that I had seen clips of um but much to my uh uh surprise the fight scenes lasted like so long so it wasn't like I had seen the whole thing <laughs> even though I had seen parts of the no parts were, of the fight I mean, scenes <laughs> and I went and I rewatched them still. Oh, I like, God. Oh, they're just, yeah. They, so it, they don't make them like that anymore. I'll just say no, that. Definitely. No, definitely not. So like, like you said, this was directed uh, by, by Corey Yuen, but it was also produced and stars. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry about the pronunciation here, but I believe it's Yuen Biao. Um, as the who's the lead in the movie and also one of the action directors along with Corey Yuen. Oh, and okay. yeah. And so and this is another person who's like who's film like you know this I I want to penetrate further into um some of these filmographies which uh you know I'm glad we're getting to be able to do here. Um because yeah, this is uh, this guy is also a name. Like I've seen, watched a lot of fights of. I've I've seen I think some some stuff of, but yeah, someone who I'm not as familiar with, like from you know, like an American pop culture perspective, you know. Yeah, um, but I, he didn't look familiar to me at all. Um, although you know, it's possible that I've seen him in in things and just like didn't clock it, you know, or saw it when I was like much younger. Well, so both both of both of these guys, um, I th- I think we hinted at or we talked about this a little bit, or we didn't really get into it. But in Yes, Madam, uh, there was this tidbit of information, and this this is also something I'm like still learning about. But they were both uh, part of this uh, performance troupe called the Seven Little Fortunes. God, that's um, so cool. <laughs> yes, which it was like they were like a. Uh, Ac- I be- like I believe an acrobatic slash like martial arts performance troupe mm-hmm. um, that was from the China Drama Academy, mm. and it was like kind of their most their, like their best students, but it was all like kids basically. Okay, uh, like seven. I think I read seven to eleven year olds. There's actually a um. There's actually a like movie made about it, like a Chinese movie. Whoa. Um, that I think stars Sammo Hung, who is also one of the Seven Little Fortunes, uh, but he plays like an older instructor in this movie. Anyway, I want to check that out sometime as well. But this also included Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan was one of them. So. Oh, all right. So this is this sort of storied, uh, uh, like performance troupe. 
Yes. And so, um, as I, as I came to understand though, um, both, uh, Corey and Yuen, uh, had collaborated throughout their careers with both Sammo Hung and Jackie Chan. Mm. Um, and I was reading that like this movie is one of their more, uh, successful ones that don't that don't involve them actually oh, but, okay uh, you know that's obviously like jackie chan especially i've had a lot more you know um familiarity with uh but it's been like that's why it's been cool to like kind of dive into some of these other ones who you know haven't permeated in america in the mainstream as much as jackie chan you know yeah absolutely and they also there's so there's so much context both just in terms of uh who's in it and what other like there's a lot of crossover in terms of they've all just done movies together right they all know each other they've all done movies together um over a long period of time but there's also like all this historical context that I was like looking up a little bit as I was as I was going that I I was like like things that perhaps lots of people already know but I was like why are they driving on the left side of the road? You know, why are the, (laughs) I was like, what's going on here? And then I look it up and I'm like, okay, so how did I not know that like Hong Kong was under British imperialism for like a hundred, like more than a hundred years? How did I not know that? Anyway, part of what I also like about watching these movies from, you know, 40 years ago and also from a different place in the world is like, I, I, I learned some shit. You know, like I learn some stuff that I would not have already known, even though I, you know, I have like a working understanding of like general 20th century, like world history. But mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's like so much to there's so much to to learn. And also just like under I'm sure that there are like little jokes or little like uh, there are aspects of the film that are commentary that I'm that I'm missing because I don't have all that context, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. And so hopefully by watching more, we can totally. Uh, yes. I, it just makes me every time I watch one of these, I just am like, I need to immediately just go right into the next one. Like auto play me another movie, please. Cause I like that. Okay. So awesome. I have to go on a tangent, please. I'm sorry. You, you went there, but I was watching this movie on, on I was streaming it and, uh, it did start auto play. It was, on, I was watching on YouTube through that one streaming service we discussed. Hi-ya, I think it was. I think it's just called Hi-ya. 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 Okay. With an exclamation anyway, point. <laughs> I got the thing through YouTube. The movie ends, and YouTube just autoplays a movie that's on there for free. Like a free movie. And it didn't have ads, too, which I, I was like, okay. okay. And it starts playing fucking My Cousin Vinny. Oh which my is god! Of, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, and I was like, "All right, I can't turn this off." <laughs> so I ended up doing a double feature with this. You just and my r- rolled Vinny. right into my cousin Vinny. <laughs> yep. Then went went to bed. I was oh like, my what god! A night. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds like the best night. <laughs> no, I didn't get an autoplay at all, unfortunately. Um, but I'm I'm now like they they got me on this streaming service for like, fo- what else what I, else <laughs> I know I'm like this is where like all of these films live I could just like watch any of them yes and we should do it on our own out outside of this but I was also thinking like we could 
we can slip in some more. Yeah, I think we should. Stuff, I think. Yeah. We, I really we'll, think we'll they definitely should. try to work in more into our I don't want to do just one Hong Kong film a year, you know. No, no, we got to do more cuz they There's, they whip uh, ass harder than I think this movie whips more than any movie that we've talked about. Yes. And um okay, well I I have another pitch for another movie we should do but we'll get to it later you're <laughs> <laughs> getting ahead um, of ourselves <laughs> yes yes so one thing i i just thought was funny was um well the when this movie was released internationally it was released it was called above the law uh which i thought was funny because two years after this movie released at least i believe in hong kong um I don't know when the international release came out, but two years after this movie's initial release date is uh, Steven Seagal's first film, which is called Above the Law. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like right on the heels. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if I don't know. I wonder if someone on either side was trying to, you know, like marketing like oh maybe it'll get confused for that or something i don't know yeah yeah i don't know i do like the title writing wrongs is a good title although i do think that above the law does actually make more sense (laughs) in terms of like what happens in the movie writing wrongs is a little uh it's uh vague like i think that uh, i'm not sure that they're actually trying to write wrongs i mean i guess they are but it's not i think it speaks to the the judge's character yeah, Yuan Biao's character, but yeah, um, above the law overall kind of describes yeah you know, what's going on. Yeah, it describes everyone in the movie. But do you? Um, I don't know. Did you? Did you like c- come up? Do we have a summary of what happens? How, how do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk I, about like let's, what happens let, in the movie? Let's. Um, I'll try to say it in like two sentences. I didn't write okay, it out. Okay. This, this is really off the cuff. Okay. <clears throat> All right. This might be harder than I. Th- I'm going to try to do a very quick, a uh, very o- overview. Okay. I guess okay. I could also just like look up the Wikipedia, but that's no fun. This movie um, is about a prosecutor, uh, a public prosecutor who, um, it, it's about a public prosecutor and the police force and also kind of uh, um, a mob mafia kind of um, organization. And they, um, kill each other a lot um (laughs) and they're all kind of there's a lot of uh cloak and dagger there's a the big theme of the movies that they are constantly like trying to figure out who killed who but it's always like you know one of the five principal characters um and so these are all people who are kind of either working in law enforcement or are uh or are people who kind of think that they run the law, right? That they that they don't have to abide by the rules of of law. Um, and Cynthia plays the uh, police officer, mm-hmm. and Yuen plays the prosecutor. There's someone else who plays the chief of police, who turns out to be a real asshole. <laughs> Um, yes, uh, Melvin Wong. I want to point out that was the actor's name. He was dude, awesome. <laughs> he whips ass. He's so he gave me big um, like RRR vibes. Mm, okay, yeah, like um, the uh, initial like Rama characterization. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, love it. And then at the end, um, uh, everyone dies. <laughs> yes, yes. Everyone dies at the end. Um, Cynthia 
is killed by the uh, by her boss, the chief of police, in like the most gruesome way. Oof. I was I was we'll talk about it, but I was like on my feet. I was like, no, no. I know it's brutal. Um, it's so gruesome. And then uh, one of the best fight scenes ever uh, ensues, where they both die at the end. You um, win, oh and God. also Melvin, and that's the end of the film. Just like fade to black, yeah. everyone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so no one is actually above the law or writing any wrongs, really. So anyway, that's my vague, uh, vague. That's no, kind of what happens in it. I like that. I like that. Uh, and we can elaborate more by maybe talking about the characters or like the actors themselves. Yeah. Even to actually, let's just talk about <clears throat> the opening scene of the movie, because I think it does really... Like, I, I messaged you right after it, and then I was like, okay, I gotta put my phone away. But uh, it, <laughs> it really just got me excited, where you have yeah. uh, um, Ewan Biao's with, he's a judge, right? And he's he's uh, with, like, this older judge who's, like, maybe his mentor or something like that. Uh, uh-huh. But he gets, he likes, he gets gunned down. <laughs> it's so awesome. You have the assassin with the accordion. It, it, this reminded me of John Wick a little bit. Totally. Um, it has big John Wick vibes. There was, there was a couple different people who were giving signals, kind of like, oh, everyone everywhere is involved, um, are trying to assassinate this um, this judge. And it, then you get this awesome, this opening car chase, which is so mm. sweet. You've got the cars whipping around <laughs> i love there's that. a there's a lot of great um automobile chases in this in this flick and y- yeah there is and a lot of just like oh just the just the cars flopping around <laughs> they look so <laughs> yeah. good yeah yeah and- they really did flop they would they took those crazy fast hairpin turns and then would stop right Ugh. by the camera oh they look so cool <laughs> The final one of this scene, obviously the big fucking shot of the cars jumping the bridge, the one like crashes and he it's it's on fire and he shoots it. And then they do the reverse shot, you know, of like him looking at at the fire and it's shooting like through the fire. It was like, oh, Uh it's so awesome. But that it immediately it establishes like his character or whatever is so he's like he's trying to uh you know be uphold the law and be a good lawyer and and follow the rules or whatever but clearly like these uh criminal elements are you know working to subvert the law essentially and so it's like he's gonna go he's going rogue you know yeah yeah Love he goes it. rogue yeah it's such a great open it really sets the tone um and then the next, the very next scene is, uh, and we don't have to go scene by scene, but I think it's worth no, mentioning it's cool, that, the, cool. that the next scene is a dude coming up to like a family in their apartment and then killing all, shooting all of the adults and all the children are like, you know, crying. And then he sets a bomb in the apartment and then kills all of them. That's yeah, scene two. Yeah, like, wow, okay. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're like, all right, strap in. This is where we're starting this movie. Yes, it, uh, another thing, and they were like, they're like the wit, they were like witnesses that are going to bring down, you know, these right. criminal elements. So that's another thing that kind of sets him upon his quest or whatever. Um, I want to shout out. I want to talk about actually, and we'll talk about him some more a little bit later too. But the the assassin here, 
uh, is played by Peter Cunningham. Uh, he's he's credited on Wikipedia at least as Black Assassin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool name, I guess. But uh, he, I, so I was you know reading about a lot of a lot of people in here have like fascinating stories, but this guy he is he's like a kickboxer, a fighter. Um, they said on here it said he was rated by experts as one of the greatest full contact fighters of all time. Whoa, um, cool. Yeah, and he is fucking legit in here. In this scene, he he's just like he he has a bigger fight later that we can talk about, but uh-huh. just the a lot of the people in this movie just have such an awesome presence and Yeah. 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 Everyone in this film uh part of what I liked about this movie and I think that this was like it's something that you don't see as much anymore because it's uh I feel like movies now are very centered on like actors that are they they don't have there's not a lot of like bit parts that like only have one scene or two scenes in a movie like that's one of my favorite things about um uh the omen 1972 or whatever it was the omen Mm. is like the whole movie is just like you meet a character they're crazy and then they're dead (laughs) and like that happens like five different times and i feel like that didn't happen as much in this one but like he is one example um there's a, a fight scene with um, the woman in, like, the mall or whatever, which is pretty awesome. Yes. Uh, and then also, which we will get into, Corey Yuen's character, he's also kind of one who just sort of is, like, in for a little bit and then gone. So I, I love these. I loved that y- you just got to sort of showcase <laughs> different actors and different people's, like, strengths in the movie, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. I have, yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about some of these characters. So let's let's talk more about some more of the characters. So um, it, it really is, we talked about uh, Yuen Biao's character. He is kind of the, you know, he's like the main character, essentially, of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, Cynthia, I think, is probably number two here on, on character importance. And I, I, I think it works really well. It's like just short of, she almost has her own little buddy cop, storyline with um uh Corey Yuen, the bad egg character so it like yeah it's not really like her and there there is an element though of her and uh the um prosecutor character you know yeah having yeah to, like work together um but anyway the way she like operates is like she's both trying to like capture him and beat the bad guys you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing I love that that sort of um element uh sort of i don't know cat and mouse type thing is is always yeah. a fun element um yeah and the and the like really like high drama i mean it's so uh it has these elements of like film noir and kind of like spaghetti western and um mm-hmm. but, but oh, it's also yeah. like so uh gruesome like actually really really gruesome so it's not yeah you know it's not making it's it's earnest in that way like it actually is like violent and the people are so talented but it, it kind of has this like levity that is that i love a lot and i thought about that when you said this cat and mouse thing where it's like very dramatic right it's like a, a like a mystery as they're trying to I, figure it out <laughs> i liked it led though and this is something i liked about it more than yes madam um well, well, first of all, I want to I want to mention uh, how her character is introduced is awesome before we go anywhere because <laughs> I want to. That was similar to how the opening scene like kind of established 
uh, uh, UN's whole deal. Like, this just showed, one, it was funny. You know, she's, like, Mm -hmm. shit-talking with these scumbag dudes. But then you have this amazing fight, and kind of establishing her as more of, like, she's, like, the cop here. (laughs) Um, Uh Through, like, the fight, you know, she does a super like super impressive like handcuffing maneuver to like handcuff them oh, all together man it's so it's cool so awesome there's, there's a lot of handcuffing in this movie in fights yes oh <laughs> when they come back it's like wow they almost establish that like oh that's one of her specialties and then when it yeah. gets turned around on her it's like oh damn so anyway so cool the way she's introduced is awesome but like have i felt like the different moving elements in this like with the different characters and the like the way all the characters kind of played off each other and then some of those one scene characters they bring in really for like a fight essentially it right. had more it had to me like more variety um than the action in yes madam i felt like we Definitely. saw a lot of different types of things and i i thought that like worked really well for here yeah i agree i agree with you i think the fight scenes were overall more yeah they were more diverse and they were um they were like longer and i mean that last fight scene in yes madam is is oh yeah i so, mean so i mean it, the whole movie's awesome but i do think that the i liked i liked them better in this movie one thing that was also awesome in yes madam but i i still feel like i liked it here was like so in yes madam you had uh, you you had like the comedic element to it too, which this movie had. But I feel like I had a better balance here. Um, mm. I mean, I did love you know like some of the there that did lead to some unique things like in in Yes, Madam. You had sort of uh, uh, Sue Hark the scene where he's like got his contraptions. You know that oh, was yeah, really yeah. fun. But I feel like I actually liked how they kind of um condense like there was a little bit less of the comedy and I, I thought it made for this to be like a more like serious kind of like intense movie that worked for me pretty well and and I still feel like it had like I feel like Corey Yuen's character of the bad egg was still like very funny but it still also had like um similar to the three brothers in yes madam it still had like a like an emotional aspect to it too it didn't like like totally go full comedy you know what i mean yeah yeah i thought about that a lot especially because uh cory yuen the director who also plays a part in this movie <laughs> um he he his character is sort of like bumbling and bad at his job but you find out quickly that he has that his dad is like also on the police force so there's this these little short scenes where him and his father are interacting and then later in the film uh Corey's character dies and you know his and then there's this scene with his dad where he's he like sees that his son is dead and it's like I mean yeah it's, it, it reminds me a lot of the the three brothers where like they were like funny and fun until like one of them dies and it's like oh shit like this like this movie is like not fucking around anymore like one of our main characters is the comic relief is dead now (laughs) and that also led to uh, a very shocking ending in the first in uh, oh yeah yeah that was Uh, also a great ending both of these have awesome endings But yeah, like Bad Egg, I thought was really funny. Like the way he was involved in some of the fight scenes was funny too. But still, yeah. like I liked his dynamic 
with Cynthia a little bit. And I, it was played a lot, I feel like, for comedy, or at least I feel like you had this overly sweet music playing when he's talking to his dad. Actually, the, the actor who plays his dad, his name is Wu Ma, and I was also looking, he has a long and established uh, film career, and oh, he's cool. he's older than this generation, too, so I was looking back, and he has a long history. It's just like, oh, there's all this, like, film history that, like, you know, like, I, I need to know more about, you know, when, mm-hmm. when looking at this. Um, totally. But I think he was, um, seems like a well revered actor at this point and he was actually at the um uh the hong kong film awards he got nominated he didn't win but he got nominated for best supporting actor so cool yeah i thought that was really cool and i thought like like i said like those scenes i thought were all very funny and i really liked them but then when it came down to the part when bad egg uh died well one it was both he both sacrificed himself to save a witness that you know, was crucial to capturing or like defeating the bad guy. So it was like kind of a, you know, after this whole thing of him bumbling around, he kind of does like a somewhat heroic sacrifice. But then the Uh performance from Wu Ma was also like, oh, dang, like this. Yeah, this is real. I was like, I was taken off guard a little bit. You know, I I guess I should have expected it after the last, you know, the last movie of theirs we covered. But yeah, it got me. Yeah. And like, I mean, all of the characters, I mean, pretty, pretty much like everyone we're introduced to in this movie dies, as I said, but now I'm really thinking about, it. I'm like, yeah, like the, the, there's the, there's the kid character also, who's this like kind of like yes. wanky teenager who's kind he, of like an asshole, but he gets off also. And it's like sad when all of them die. <laughs> he's great. I like him. Uh, uh, Louis Fan, uh, he actually grows up he to be in a lot of, he's in the Ip Man movies. Uh, he is the lead in Ricky O, which is another big one. Um, okay. But yeah, he was he was great in this, so it's cool just to see uh, all different generations here, and they all do, um, yeah, some cool stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, it really does seem like there's like this hu- this. Uh, it's kind of like what I was saying before. It's like there's context, there's sort of like global context about like certain like cultural or political things that I think I would uh, that would give more context to the movie. But then there's also like all of these people who are in this film who like clearly are part of this. They all know each other and they're all part of this like film ecosystem it's just it's so cool it's so cool it really feels like you're like it feels like you're watching something special to me at least i was like this feels like this is just these all are this like high awesome level talent people yeah display. everyone's so so talented and so earnest and like it just feels like it just feels it's just it's just good it just is like really good work all around in this film we have to always um one thing we always have to do is our Van Damme connections. Also, oh please tell me. <laughs> um, the the judge in the movie uh, is played by Roy Chow, who is in Bloodsport. Hell yeah! Uh, he's kind of the one who like uh, he's like the guy who trains him or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, he's great in this. He's kind of a smaller role, but you know he gets to wear the cool wig and. He's pretty sweet. <laughs> um, also, so so let's just for a moment talking about the wigs. They all wore the most 
bizarre wigs. And I was like, this definitely is like some sort of a commentary or a joke. But like, yeah, it, it, I... it's like they're, they're wearing like these, wi- like when they're in the courtroom, they're wearing wigs, like kind of like powdered white you know, judging judges wigs, but they're all like really nasty and like ill fitting. And like, you can, they just look like kind of like slightly yard larger than like a yarmulke, like on their head <laughs> and like all cut up. This looking really like really me. fucked yeah. up. Like I was like, wait, what is this? It's like clearly so purposeful, right? Like that's like, but I just didn't quite get what the joke was, but I, I really liked it anyway. <laughs> I was like, is this, do, do they wear these? <laughs> I don't think they do. <laughs> no, there's no way. I was like, so, on, so then I was like, okay, maybe this is like a commentary on like how just like what a joke the legal system is. Yeah, probably. But, but I don't know. It could it could have been anything, I guess. It could have been a smaller joke than that. <laughs> I did like but the they, they were awesome. I liked, I liked them, yeah. Um, yeah, they looked like performance <laughs> art of a, like of a judge's wig. <laughs> One other Van Damme connection, and this is where I, I got to recommend one we move higher. If I haven't recommended this before, but uh, Peter Cunningham, who we already discussed, mm. the, the assassin, um, also is in the movie No Retreat, No Surrender, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, directed by Corey Yuen. Whoa. Uh, which I feel actually like came we should out watch this. this. It came out the same year as Yes, Madam, actually. So uh, I want to watch it. Oh, I'm writing we got, it down. We that's a high. Yeah, we haven't even done Van Damme yet. That's, I know it's because I I can't I I feel like I'm just I I love Van Damme too much. I don't know what I would even say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. What? So he? So what was this movie called? No retreat, no surrender. And These Van are all Damme such awesome names. <laughs> yes, I, well, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the and then yeah, we we already talked about uh the police superintendent played by Melvin Wong, uh, another, he he was awesome. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we'll probably get into it more with the fight scenes, but yeah, the character here. So you sort of had this sort of interaction between um the the two conflicting ways of dealing with the criminal element uh Mm -hmm. but then the twist is that uh wong has kind of been the police have been behind it the whole time which uh yeah it's pretty classic (laughs) but i thought uh the way it was played here was really well and again like the kid the element with the kid and everything like it really just from the, ter- the terms of like, like propelling like the plot forward, I guess, and like engaging. It was just, like the movie just. I felt like it had a, a like it was a, it was at, like at some points like it was very like familiar, but also like very comfortable sort of flow yeah. to it where it was just like, it was like, all it hit all the beats like just right. I guess I would say. Yeah, it had a lot of momentum that was just like easy to like easy to follow without being uh sort of without being boring or trite to me at least i was like just because it's it uses like familiar or like uh elements that then have like continued to be iterated on i i I thought it was great i totally agree um so a lot of information that i was reading about it too um 
it, it was I, I was reading up on this on like Wikipedia, one of the sources I was looking at, and I noticed for like a big section of it, it kept linking to one source. Um, and so I was like, OK, what's you know, what's the actual source? I'm just going to read this. And w- one of the main things just the Wikipedia page for this pulls from is a video from Cynthia Rothrock's YouTube channel. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite channel. <laughs> um, and so I did, I didn't want to share it with you beforehand because I, I, some of the info is really neat. So I just wanted, you know, you to hear it for the first time, but I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, you just hear her tell you all the same things, but it's fun. It was fun. I enjoyed like listening to her. It was basically a video where she talked about her experience on this film and like oh, gave cool. a lot of anecdotes. So I'm, yeah, I'll share some of that with you now. Uh, she's, it's, it's her second Hong Kong film. So we've literally watched, uh, the, the two, the, uh, at least at this point in her career. Wow. Um, that's really cool. I didn't, I didn't know that we, that we watched her first and second Hong Kong action movies. That's awesome. I know. It's awesome. And so she was supposed to actually be the villain in the Jackie Chan movie, Armor of God, which I have not seen. Uh, but it, it was cute in the video. She said Jackie Chan was her role model. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, he had an accident, um, that delayed the make like the production of this movie and so they moved her to this like the production company put her on this movie um and she said that while training for this she there's like you know some of the kicks she does are insane and she's like this world yeah she was like i really like there's one that i really wanted to work on and while i guess while you know training and attempting it she injured her knee and she couldn't walk well or kick on her dominant leg her right leg and in this movie if you go back and watch she does all the kicks on her left side with an injured right leg yes oh my god what a beast cynthia (laughs) cynthia oh she's my she's my hero (laughs) um she said yuen biao is her favorite to work with and i can see why i thought some of their fights in this I mean, we'll we'll touch upon them all probably, but like the I think it's really the one apartment fight they have that's their main fight. But they they have such great, you know, chemistry <laughs> together. Yeah, and the, oh, they, they it's really awesome. they really do. Even in the scenes where they're not like fi- fighting, they have really good. Yeah, you can just they've just got great chemistry. It just flies yeah. off the screen. I mean, I guess let, we could just we'll skip ahead and talk about that apartment scene because she gave. That's kind of like I think one of her big ones that, uh, and and for him too a, a big scene, um, and it's their only interaction, which is again a thing I thought was cool above like yes, madam, where like you got to kind of see these two leads also like go at it with each other, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, that I thought would, that was cool. Yes, madam would have been so sick if uh, Michelle and Cynthia <laughs> yes. fought each other. God, that would have been so cool. <laughs> But I don't know if you remember, he like he does this like crazy flip onto like a recliner uh-huh. in in the scene, and she said like he probably attempted that like you know twenty times. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> but he fucking did it. Um, she she claimed like he does all his own you know stunts and and the, that sort of thing, uh, and you saw actually in that same scene like when he you know they reverse the handcuffs on her which is awesome and then he does that big jump like 
off the uh, the building or whatever and lands yeah. on the ground. Uh, I guess he like injured himself doing that. Uh, oh and one thing I noticed actually during that scene was you know he comes down and, and you know he like lands on padding or whatever, but like right, um, you know they've got sort of this like turf or something on top of it and you see uh-huh. like that like raise up a little bit i know i noticed that too i noticed i was like as soon as he hit the ground there's like a little uh like a little landing pad that you could see <laughs> i loved it but yeah oof he uh he took some damage uh doing that so that's took that's some, too bad took some damage he's, he do, some he's okay hearts. though he's okay <laughs> um uh god that's so cool that's so cool that we've watched both of her like her first two hong kong action movies Yes, that's so cool. Um, and I'm sh- we're gonna we're gonna watch more. We're gonna try to watch more too, because I mean, yeah, she's awesome. Uh, yeah, and it's funny they actually. Uh, I I know. Just wanted to say briefly that they did use the same, ki- another like similar joke or something was like they um, <laughs> when I watched yes, madam, she is speaking in English, but it's dubbed over. Um, yes. So that like the whole movie's in the same language, but you can tell that the way her mouth is moving, she's speaking English. But there's like a joke in the film, which is that she is not speaking English. She's speak she's like speaking Chinese, and so like that she can understand. It. So like there's the, there's like a joke, which is that they talk behind her back because they think they ca- that she can't understand yes. them, but of course she can understand them. But meanwhile, she's only speaking English in the movie. <laughs> so it's this like funny like like triangulation of like what's <laughs> what's real and what's not right. like on I think screen. it's fucking awesome cuz I loved it. Yeah, yeah. They're it's like it's okay, so, so your, great. your character speaks Mandarin or or whatever. Um I, I forget. Did they is say it, Mandarin? Yeah, is it Mandarin or, yeah. or Cantonese? I'll, I'll I'll check. You you look. I know there's we'll you talk about it. there's different versions of the movie actually but uh okay any anyway uh yeah they uh they're just like yeah you don't speak that it doesn't fucking matter like that's not what you're here for you're not here <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you're not totally, here to speak it doesn't this. fucking matter <laughs> you're here to do um, crazy kicks and splits and shit and can't you know. cantonese cantonese okay okay yeah that makes sense because then okay we'll talk about the different versions later but let's talk some more about the fights. Um, yes. So we talked about the opening scene. Um, there, there's a cool. Actually, it's not even a fight scene, but I liked when he he does the fucking like rappelling out of the building. That was awesome. Oh, stunt. that's just a cool. It's like stunt. a um, like a some uh, what's Mission Impossible like rappelling. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent going down the building. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, cool wide, you know, shot of it. Uh, that's what I like about this too. It had just like cool variety of stunts. Um, yeah. But then you have, there's the one in the parking garage where, uh, like, uh, Bad Egg is, like, following him, and, uh-huh. but then, like, he, uh, he has to, like, fight a bunch of these guys in the parking garage, and, um... This is one of my, fa- this, this is one of my favorites in the movie, uh, because they, he's being chased by, a, he's, like, being chased up close by a car, through like a tiny parking garage so he so the car is doing all these like crazy hairpin turns the to best follow whipping him. around it was in it's this like scene. it's the, these like tiny little cars that are just like flying and rolling all over the place the to, visual like, of it oh, is so God. good yeah <laughs> it's so fucking cool and it's like and i i really was like tense watching like 
him being like being chased in close quarters by a car that should not be able to like maneuver around all these corners but totally is able to oh it's so fucking cool and then there's a couple other cars that show up like people are kind of they pop up uh yeah car car falls out a car rolls he he goes two cars crash into each other in the front and he's stuck beneath both of them so fucking good it's so cool then we gets the bat and he's just whipping their ass with the bats. Oh, yeah, it's baseball so bat. Awesome. Yeah, um, and like, and I, I also like that there's, um, like the way that they use. We talked about this a little bit with um, Jackie Chan, um, in uh, the Foreigner, and how like he just like that that there's the element of him using just whatever is in the room. The to, environment. Like, yeah. Yeah, and they do that a lot in this movie, and also in Yes, Madam, where like uh, in his parking garage. Yeah, they're climbing on shit. Like, in parking garages, like, they have the, those, like, industrial pipes at the top that are, like, heating the building or whatever that you you don't even notice when you're in a parking garage. But they use that as, like, he gets up on them and he kicks people and he's flying around. And, like, they, they use the environment so well in all of the fight scenes. It's so fucking cool. I like, too, like, they have this element of, like, of, like, this... Uh, yes madam like a lot of movies of the style have this thing too where it's like a slightly heightened reality where like people are like sometimes flying in funky ways or like they're getting flipped around and then kicked in the back in like such a it's like both like perfect but gnarly at the same time you know but it's not clean even though it's something you know it's it's like just slightly elevated reality it's not full-blown it's it's like like DOA is a step above that, and then like, you know, way out there is like like the Matrix or something. Totally, but this is just right. like it's just like slightly. It's it's almost like it it like like instead of flying, it's like you take a running jump and like jump, real, like far. You know, like that's yeah. that's the difference of like believability. You know, but it like yeah, it adds so much, and it's always choreographed so well, and it's 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 always like breathtaking you know what i mean it is it's it's like absolutely jaw-dropping to watch them do it like the the choreography is it's so it's beautiful but it's more just like these people are so talented and um and it's like scrappy like it's not uh yeah it's scrappy is the thing it's scrappy yet beautiful you know (laughs) yeah and it's real like it's like the the these people are like actually you know kicking each other's asses you know um and you like i have to like remind myself like okay they're not like actually like pummeling the shit out of each other but like also they they kind of just are so like yeah oh definitely are at times for sure <laughs> yeah um, well it's funny because i was i was talking to uh shout out to sean from zelda dungeon but i was like he was hey, like sean. don't didn't those people get like fucking injured like like weren't people like sustaining like life-threatening injuries all the time in the like in that era of that style of filmmaking I was like you're probably right and it made me think I was like I I feel like that's probably another that's one of the reasons why like these movies don't get made anymore because like imagine if all of Mm -hmm. these actors were on Twitter and like tweeting about like all their fucking injuries like (laughs) production companies like would not be able to to operate in that way if everyone knew like how yeah <laughs> how fucking injured they were all the time and not not that they're like exploitative you know although perhaps they are in another way i have no idea but like they i just mean that like 
these movies are like full contact, like dangerous movies to film, mm-hmm. you know, and like people aren't like dying on set or whatever, but like, you know, that's just like not the way that the industry operates anymore. It's, it's, it's much safer now, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they definitely like this type of stuff still happens, you know, and like, I, I just feel like it's overall, you, it's a lot less prevalent because one, because of that, but you know, I, I imagine too, it's probably a lot. Uh, I don't know. Is it? It's probably a lot cheaper. Just be like, oh well, just like, you know, cut away and, or you know, do a lot of cuts and you know, yeah. then we don't really have to like coordinate as much stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sure. it's probably just like qu- quicker, simpler to like shoot it real shitty or CG it or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's not cheaper, yeah. but. I, I don't like... know if it's cheaper or not, but it's because I'm just like, why the fuck don't they do this anymore? Because it's so, I mean, John Wick really like is, I think it's special because it's like drawing mm-hmm. on all of, on this genre that has been not lost. Not It's not like it's gone, but it just is, it's just not prevalent now. It's not what's being made, you know, mm-hmm. en masse anymore. Like the, like the Hong Kong action movies and just, you know, offshoots of that were an entire industry in like the 70s 80s 90s and they're just it's not as much anymore you know um so that's what makes john wick so special is because it does it's like it's doing that kind of that kind of work again you know true yeah yeah i feel like um after seeing though something like rrr it makes me you know i want to like see what else is like like i feel like this stuff does still exist like internationally more so or like the ip man movies are one that i can think of more recently i've seen or the raid where it's like these are they're getting made but like in america it's just not really that's it's just not gonna happen right whereas like in the 90s they're not as popular yeah in the 90s they saw these guys and were like well let's get them over here to like help improve our movies And, and yeah but then uh and like i don't know i think by the time now that's just not in they don't care anymore (laughs) <laughs> yeah they don't matter. give well i feel like it's yeah it's the, the, there's a lot of like i mean this was before like like computer graphics compute <laughs> i'm so old computer graphics mm-hmm. but like they but it's true that like i mean these are all practical effects and like what i love about movies especially from the 80s in particular is like they didn't have like computer graphics yet but they also were so ambitious and like technology was like getting really good and so they're so ambitious with all these practical effects oh my god Um, yeah you know the explosions and the and the and they're able to like cut it just it's so it's such a good uh era because they're they're really like using all of these things before um before like computer animation i mean don't get me wrong like early computer animation is also some of my favorite but you know it's just for sure it's just a just a different thing you know yeah, I I always have. I also just have that feeling like where it's like, it's the most ambitious thing they can do, or like without computers always leads to some cool stuff. But I also feel like, um, it just for non ambitious movies too. It it just requires a little bit more effort. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I was watching some. I I think I've told this story a bunch of times. So I was watching some shitty Seagal movie from the mid 90s it was actually all right but like they blew up a they blew up a bus in it but it's like 
damn, they just got a cool footage of a bus blowing up. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not that yeah. ambitious, but it was like, it was just impressive to watch. Um, totally. Yeah. And I mean, there's like part of what's so uh, I think that for me personally, like I used to think that when I could see the strings, that it was a little hokey, like it was that it was bad if I could see the strings or it was like funny. Yeah. But now I feel like I'm like, I have so much more respect for like a dude fucking <laughs> doing his own stunts. And if I see the string, like that's kind of awesome, you know? No, yeah, for sure. For sure. Big, big explosions where it's like, okay, obviously the plane didn't fly directly into the side of the mountain, but like there is still a plane on the side of a mountain that someone blew up and it's awesome, you know? Um, Whereas, like, you know, now, of course, like, movies now are just, like, they're so, there's more money, it's a big, bigger budget, they're able to, like, animate these scenes in to make it look so seamless, um, so I just, you know, I, I now, like, have a totally different kind of respect and uh, enjoyment for, for these movies, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, there's a lot, okay, there's other, we talked about the, the house scene. So we'll, okay, okay, yeah, back to the about, fight scenes. Well, because I think a lot of what you're saying, I think, comes off in some of these fight scenes. But, uh, yeah. Okay, P- we, we could talk about the Peter Cunningham when he comes to, he's coming to assassinate, uh, UN or whatever. He's t- coming to take him out. I thought this was also another fight scene. And you were, you were talking about, like, um, you know, them beating the crap out of each other. Like, the physicality in the scene, it's so hard hitting. Um, mm-hmm. it's just cool too. Like they, they, they have these, you know, actors and slash performers, but I love they, these other people like come and they just, they're these like world-class fighters, but like they have such a presence and like, they almost become like movie stars within their yeah. own right, you know, doing this. And Peter Cunningham is one of them. Uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's probably, I'm sure it's probably like one of the things people talk about, but like there's that moment before the fight where he's like that he's like stanced up and he's like slowly taking off his like overshirt you know oh, so he can God, like that fight was him so cool yeah and it's like this moment of tension it's so good and he gets wa- he gets cracked in the head so hard and they yeah. they show it multiple times and that's what speaks to what Sean was saying where I was like I hope he's okay, you know. <laughs> I know. There's definitely, like, oh, here, here, this is another thing that I thought of. I was like, it's so uh, interesting to see what parts the film highlights as being crazy and which parts they kind of just are like, oh, yeah, that's just part of the fight. Like, there are certain scenes that they, you know, they zoom in on one shot or they play it over and over again. They play like a certain hit to the face like three three times or uh-huh. something or they play it in slow motion. And then there's other stuff that they just kind of do. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> all of it is completely batshit insane. Like it, it just is funny that they're like, that's like this one was particularly awesome. Like, let's let's show uh-huh. that in slow motion, you know, because to me, I just would be like, play the whole thing in slow mo. Like, it's all crazy. That's true. Uh, I did find, like, yeah, some of the slow-mo ones, though, were things that I was like, I can't fathom that someone did this, you know? Like, where he rolls <laughs> yeah. over, he runs over the car or whatever and, like, kind of rolls oh, over it. Oh, my God, yeah. I was like, are you fucking serious? Um, <laughs> but, 
And that was my thought at first, but now that you mention it, there are like other things that I'm like, why wasn't this slow mo? <laughs> yeah, but there's exactly. another one. Do you remember the um uh the big dive that Cynthia does? But well, it's it's a stunt double. It's clearly yeah, yeah, a yeah. stunt double. I know. But I loved that. <laughs> it's so fucking insane, though. It was yeah. It absolutely insane dive, and so when they slow moed it. Which it was bold to do when you ha- when you have the stunt double, you have more time to look at it. But and I was it was like, also clearly just a just a dude. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. A, just a dude, like just a, a a man, not Cynthia at all. But Cynthia had short hair, so they're like, eh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> just, yeah. Put him in the same well, that, outfit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cynthia, uh, there's another tidbit later about her hair that I'll talk about. Um, mm. But uh. One final thing about that other fight, though, before we talk about this, oh my god, this other one is, I, I just love the final moments of that fight where he's got the gun and he's just like, come on! <laughs> and oh, then it's so good, yeah. There's, it's not loaded, he, his end where he gets like kicked through the light and it's like exploding and he's glasses filled in his face is, oh my god, so that was like, and yes, Madam, there was a lot of glass and like yes. disgusting glass stuff. I was like, oh, it gets so brutal. Yeah, a ton of broken glass in uh, in the face in this movie. Um, I feel like maybe they were like they 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 just were like, we know how to do this prosthetic well. Like, let's fucking fucking do it. <laughs> it's so gnarly, and it looks like I don't even I don't care if it's plastic. It looks. It looks, it looks gross. gross. It's amazing. And painful. <laughs> it's awesome, yeah. Okay, so there's one person we haven't talked about yet, um, because she's only in this one scene, but uh, Karen Carpenter, I think, is played by Karen Shepard. Um, Sweet. And so another person, if you take a look at her career, just an insane martial arts career, um... Uh, there's she first woman to hold the title of number one women's black belt forms champion. Um, Whoa. I don't know what any of that means, uh, unfortunately. But if you if you, you can read about her career as a martial artist, it's pretty awesome. But she is also the first American female martial artist to become an action film star. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Because it, she was in asked to be in the movie Shinobi Ninja, which came out in 1981. Never seen it. So, (laughs) but sounds awesome. Uh, She predates that. And she was awesome in this movie. Um, In that Q&A with uh, uh, Cynthia, or it wasn't a Q&A, but her talking about this movie, uh, I believe she said it, like, she recommended like bringing her on the movie too but i guess the the actress uh karen carpenter uh she didn't want to be killed by cynthia in the movie she thought it would make her look weak and she didn't want to kill the kid um oh because she's like even even though she's a bad guy she was like she thought both would like look bad for her image which i think has been a thing with a lot of actors over over the years actually sometimes it's like i don't want that to you know affect my persona almost sure um but if you are watching closely like both the both the shot where she actually like kills the kid and like where they show her 
uh, body are both inserts. She did not film that. So I think they kind of really? tricked her, actually. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was going to say, she she does, that. both of those things happened. Mm-hmm. So, oh, They no. just threw a wig, uh, <laughs> one of her, like, a wig on, like, a stunt guy or something. <laughs> oh <my laughs> like, yep, she's dead. That's so funny. I didn't even, I didn't even clock that. <laughs> but this fight scene was fucking crazy with uh, oh yeah we uh, talked about the climbing the climbing on the scaffolding is crazy but then she's got that whip knife oh thing. my god she's got like it's like her belt or something it's like this eight picture in 80s like belt that has metal little metal pieces all kind of strung together um but it actually has like spikes on it too <laughs> and she like throws it around like it's a fucking like kind of like nunchucks like you know like in these movies it's like she's using it in that way oh my god (laughs) they have like the little moments of like she throws it and it sticks in the wall and like it pauses for a second and she looks at it like oh shit you know and just like it does like oh just they the physics like the physics of it all are so good like when she's climbing on the scaffolding but then she starts using the pole as like a, a weapon you know yeah oh my god and it god. happens so fast that you're just like kind of you're like oh they're doing this oh they're doing this oh my god they're doing this <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just so like I, awesome. i'm like i'm like gasping like on my feet like watching it and i'm like all my fists are clenched like i'm i'm it's just so uh, it's just so exciting to watch and not to mention that they're running through like what appears to be a dead mall perhaps yeah. I don't know <laughs> which I also love dead malls you know just in general even though 86 was the heyday of malls so maybe it was a, a pre-birth mall I don't know but um, a lot oh, of man, the set- so, settings so of good. the fights were just like they were just like we- they were weird places but they all looked pretty fucking cool well, yeah. one was just a parking garage, which isn't really that weird, but it had, like, those, like, red poles. There there was uh-huh. always some, like, weird, you know, structure there <laughs> to, like, climb on. And they all just yeah. look cool. Like, the way that, I don't know, the way it was shot, just, it looked cool. Yeah, and they would, um, and I liked this scene also because it's, it's like a chase scene on foot. So, like, Cynthia's chasing Karen, like, through, like, through the, this, um, I don't know, like a promenade of people outside. And then she like ducks into this mall and then they have, she like, they run and jump like over a bunch of escalators and then they run down them. And it's like, holy shit. And then they, and then there's also a scene where, um, it's like under construction and they're just, um, uh, oh, what's the word? I'm not a track and field person. Hurdling. They're just hurdling. Oh my God. Yeah. They're just like hurdling over these these bright red, you know, like, (laughs) Just cool it's visually. So cool. It's so fucking cool. And it's like, all right, you guys, like, remember hurdling? You're gonna do that right now. Oh my god. Yeah, the physicality. It's so cool. There's one cool shot where she goes and does a kick and then it goes into like a splits, you know, that she yeah, goes down on yeah. top of her. I guess that shot in, in the video, Cynthia's saying they did that shot by they just had her doing the splits and then I think she said there she was on like a wire and they just like uh. lowered her down, you know, really fast. <laughs> You know, and, like, <laughs> cut that with her, like, going up to do the kick. And, like, just the way they're able to actually, like, communicate that visual. Like, it it looks so good. Like, they're, they're yeah. experts in the way they, you know, cra- like, craft these little scenes and these little moves together, you know. 
the choreography yeah. is just amazing. Yeah, it's a un, it's just unbelievable. I would love to see some like some more behind the scenes stuff, some some more footage if it exists of just them doing shit. I'm sure it exists. I I should find it, but uh god, it's so it's so uh. cool and <laughs> um yeah, and I loved the um well, the music in general, uh, I'll I'll touch mm. on that in like a little bit, but the music in this scene was like it was like classic 80s like all right we're running we're just running <laughs> 80s running music it was so fucking good i fucking love the music in this one i think there were yeah. some similar people working on it. i i forgot who did it but i remember in yes madam it was also kind of cool but i remember that they just had like music from halloween in it or whatever like that was <laughs> right? kind of odd um whereas i i don't know like yeah I, I i unfortunately don't know much about the music in this but i liked all the different the music and like the opening was awesome like i liked then uh-huh. how like little sweet and a little silly it, i felt to me at least where when yeah with the with the bad egg it was i don't know it was all over the place but it was so it was so awesome it had such a great vibe yeah i mean it was all just like classic 80s like oh super 80s just like synth and sax baby like the sax. whole time oh <laughs> a lot of saxophone um and saxophone used to be both silly and really sad um mm-hmm. and just like sexy and cool you know Oof, um yeah it's it yeah it it I, after i watched that i've been listening to one of my favorite bands which is not an 80s band uh called swimwear and they have that kind of sound too so i've been been i've been in the vibe since then but that music is just ah uh, so i would listen to the i'd listen to the soundtrack if it if it exists. <laughs> so in the the final fight is at this airplane hangar, which also was just a cool that was just a cool setting. Yeah. And I thought the fight the fight was awesome, I thought. Uh both between uh Cynthia and the uh, the bad guy and then Yuan Biao and the bad guy was awesome. Uh and you talked about how <laughs> She got killed pretty gnar gnarly 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 yes. <laughs> um and uh the uh, just with the okay I don't know first let's just talk about the fight because the fight was sweet and and um both both of them I don't know I guess the both the separate fights were awesome um there was a, like that amazing like kick spin kick to his head there's like a fist close-up <laughs> which was yeah. awesome uh, uh the fist close-up was really cool <laughs> i also like you had all the like henchmen who were like had wrenches and stuff getting beat up that that was awesome yeah uh, but then yeah just the way like inspector wong looked in this fight he had just such a cool presence and yeah it was intense as fuck i think the rrr comparison works for him a lot here yeah and uh, and then it led to this goddamn plane stunt, which was insane. Oh my god, that's that that was the real. I mean, that's how you end in. That's how you end a movie. Like that's just fucking. Oh, so the so Cynthia gets killed, and I was like, I was like screaming. I was like, Are you kidding me? We can't. You can't just kill her. But she's obviously dead. He like really, really kills her brutally. <laughs> um. And then I was like, all right, you got to get this motherfucker. 
and there's sort of a fiery explosion there in an airplane hangar and then this little Cessna the bad guy gets in the Cessna and starts to take off and then uh Yuen is like first of all the first impressive thing is he's just running at like a breakneck pace to like catch up with a plane which I was already like all right I'm sold like wherever this is going like it's already awesome Mm -hmm. um and I was like, is he going to jump on the back of a moving plane? And he does. Uh-huh. And I just, so I um, just watched this, like, uh, a similar type of stunt done in one of the Mission Impossibles. And this was, that was also insane, like, you know, seeing that. But then there was something that felt even scarier about this. Because I'm assuming with some of that, that stuff they're not it's probably not as i just it's i'm never gonna believe that it's as dangerous uh uh <laughs> when tom cruise does it now even though it it no. is insane compared to it is I don't insane know, but this this looks like they he just straight up jumped on the back of a moving plane and i think that's exactly what happened like i think it's just because like even though i'm told that and they show like the phone videos and tom cruise like for no reason hanging on a plane uh, and it's crazy, like, wa- just watching it actually on film, and, like, it's, like, you know, just know that it's, like, before they could probably computer <laughs> fake certain things, like, you're just looking at it, and I'm, like, there's no way, like, how, how, how did they do this other than this guy just fucking hanging by a rope <laughs> from this plane? Yes. Yes. He so first he's on the wing and then he's on the ta- the tail flap and then there's a rope and he's I mean what else could it be? It's it's pretty darn scary. It is scary. It is scary. And they <sighs> so he I was thinking to myself as I was watching I was like okay maybe what they have is like he actually is, you know he's like attached right to the, to the rope with like a harness or something. Because maybe that's why that's how they're like all right this is safer than him just holding on <laughs> to the rope. Um, but he like is, you know, I don't, I don't know why there's a rope attached to the plane, but anyway, there is. And he is able to like kind of kick his way in, like through one of the plane doors. But it's also pretty awesome because the bad guy's flying the plane and he sees it happening. And so he takes like a hard right turn to try to like dump oh, him out, yeah. which I loved. I was like, Oh, of course you got to just like circle around until he falls out the right hand side. Um, but he finally eventually does get in there. Um, and he kills him with a, with a hatchet that's in the plane. I don't know why there's a hatchet in there, but, but you, why the fuck you not? Might need one. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Tools. So you got tools with you. Yeah. 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 Um, I thought for sure that the that the bad guy was just gonna like plummet the plane and like kill both of them when he thought when he realized that it was over for him, but that's not what happens. Yeah, I mean, I get, so everyone dies, like you said, and I think with with the the way it went, it, it does make it at least so like the hero sort of like made this heroic sacrifice and. You know, right. it's it's not the the villain <laughs> sort of getting yeah. the big the 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 kill on them both. You know, it wasn't by his hands, but still. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. That because if he would, if the villain would have crashed the plane, it kind of would have felt like the villain won. But but instead, the guy had to jump out um, 
he jumps out of the plane into the into the ocean below. Yes, and we the last it just ends on him floating dead in the water, and it just hard ends. It's like dang. Yeah, it, it's kind of. I mean, it's very much like um, yes, madam, where it just is like the last ten seconds of the movie are like this guy pulls a gun out of a policeman's bag and like shoots the other guy or whatever. And then it's like, and scene it's over. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because as I was watching it, I was like, okay, you know, this whole movie's crazy. Maybe he'll survive this fall, right? Like maybe he'll survive the fall into the water because, you know, because the actual shot of him is he's alive when he hits the water. Right. Because he's like a, they're not showing like a, dead person um like slamming into the water right. so i was like okay maybe he he survives but then you just see like him just like in a pool of blood blood all over his face oh and just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> laying in the water and i was like are you fucking kidding me and then, and then it just rolls credits i was like wait what that's how they end this but yeah, that's how they ended it. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it actually was not well received, like the ending. Uh, really? People were really upset about. And I liked it. I liked it. I mean, I didn't like it, but I I, I, I felt yeah. satisfied. I, I felt satisfied. Yeah, I think um, I think it definitely does come off. It like is a little shocking for sure. Um, yeah. The, the one thought I had, and especially because I went I rewatched like a lot of the scenes, it's it doesn't really take away from it. I feel like in the more and maybe this is kind of the point. I don't know. But like in a more traditional movie, I feel like you sort of expect the, our two leads to sort of like end up working together in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, it kind of felt like Cynthia fought the bad guy and then died and then uh you and Biao came in, fought the bad guy, and, and then he got him. You know, it just felt like they sort of just, like, tagged in, like, you know, they didn't really, you know, between their two characters, it didn't really feel like uh, as conclusive, I don't think. I could yeah. I could see that coming off that way to people. Um, but, I don't know. It was all awesome, so I don't know. Yeah, what, I didn't. If... I didn't mind because I didn't feel like they needed to work together. I feel mm. like it would have felt more contrived. <laughs> I don't know what that means in yeah. the context of this movie, but but I feel like it would have felt perhaps more contrived if they, you know, banded together because they weren't working together the whole time. Like for right. for most of the movie, they were antagonizing each other. So you know, I kind of to... I, I liked that they were separate. And I guess till the end, it seemed like she kind of tried to stick to her, you know, like, I don't want vigilantes involved in this type thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, But I guess it was, despite that, I like, this is, I think, one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. So, you oh, know, I know. take what I was saying with a grain of salt. But I guess it did not get received well. And, like, I guess uh, Cynthia had to like stop filming a movie to go like reshoot the ending um and so they created an alternate ending in which they both survive what Um, but the uh uh ha the the prosecutor character uh it like gets uh like eight years in prison for manslaughter 
And huh. this is where the dub's coming at. It says in the Mandarin dub, he gets a life sentence for first-degree murder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, th- that's crazy. They have... So ha- what does an alternate ending even mean? So they... they at, at, at that point, like for the VHS version or what? I think that's like when they showed it then again. Um, that's what it got. Uh, um, and wow. then... So then, okay, what you're talking about, though, is, uh, well, one is because I, I think probably probably depends on, like, the release, you know? So I wonder if you went back, like, it probably varies on, you know, what if you get, like, a, you know, I don't know what the international release, for example, like, uh-huh. what the ending was there. All I know is, like, what we got, I feel like, I guess that's still, like, the original ending. They just stuck with that, like later on who knows who knows though like because i don't i don't know the distribution of this movie that well (laughs) Uh uh-huh one thing i do know um uh another thing i was reading about this they had a link to a website uh (laughs) moviecensorship.com i guess was tracking this um but there there's a uh in last year a uk release of this on blu-ray has four endings on the dvd or on the blu-ray sorry um and basically it's like there's one where they both die one where they both live and then one where like either of them live and uh i guess you have like an option to pick (laughs) um Mm -hmm. uh or that it also has a ending randomizer (laughs) what (laughs) yeah whoa this is this is like a whole new world now. Mm-hmm. An ending random. Okay. All right. I'm checking. The, I'm writing this down. I'm taking notes here. <laughs> I do see like this, this other one, they, this alternate one they did for like probably the, you know, this, cause you know, it's initially shown, I think just in probably Hong Kong markets and then probably at a wider release. I don't know. But this, um, this alternate ending they did where he like goes to prison or whatever, like uh-huh. I could see that being probably in the more like that is more in my mind of what I'm thinking of. Like that's like a more traditional sort of ending, you know, where it's sure, like, sure. Like you don't kill your hero, but like it still has like kind of a dark kind of ending because uh-huh. he's in jail, even though he's a good guy, but he did something bad, you know, like I could yeah, see that. It feels like it ha- has a little more, uh, uh, gravity in terms of the like what the movie means right because when they all die at the end it's kind of like it 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 can feel meaningless i could see that um but i mean that could also play into kind of the futility of it all right yeah Um, i mean i liked it it reminded me of um it reminded me a little bit of um carter um not everyone died at the end of carter but it 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 had that kind of like uh futility or like here we go again kind of i don't know like like uh like cynical i guess yeah or sort of cynical aspect to it i don't know it it it, it was a, a similarly um maybe quote unquote unsatisfying ending so yeah i i like I, those <laughs> well yeah and then i especially when i read about this i kind of want this blu-ray cuz when i read about the concept of ending randomizer like I almost don't give a shit like what happens at the very end of the movie. Sure. Um uh because while like I actually thought the story like 
aspect of the movie is really engaging and stuff. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I actually don't like it really is just awesome because all the characters are really cool. Um, it it all it, like the action is always engaging the you know you know what i mean like i it doesn't yeah. really matter where it goes it's just like that it's kind of cool it's like cool the whole time yeah no i agree i mean like that's the the movie is about like all these super talented martial artists and choreographers and great music and cool scenes and i mean it's like a performance in many ways like i don't know it's not it's not like a hard hitting drama or you know um like I like, for example, in um, The Foreigner, like, that has so, not a ton of fight scenes. I mean, it has some, but no, it's not like this, which is just sort of relentless. Um, and so, like, that one, you know, the ending kind of matters more because you're, you have to, like, really follow what's going on to understand the film. Whereas this, mm-hmm. like, we also talked about this, that on your version and my version as well, the subtitles were a little fucked up. They were oh, like yeah. just they were too they were like a second or two like too soon. So Which sometimes when, doesn't matter. Sometimes does and overall like it was fine. Um but it's true, like when there were scenes going back and forth and back and forth, it didn't say who was speaking and so you just were like, wait, what? <laughs> so um it was a little confusing, but it didn't really matter because like you basically understood what was going on. Like it hmm. was well, all fun. the actors were amazing. <laughs> like they yeah. pretty much conveyed what was going on, like in another language to me. Anyway, <laughs> totally like, right. Oh, yeah, like, like, I don't know if that guy's his uncle or his dad or whatever, but like the whole like I got everything that was going on with them. This is actually that's an issue. I like I see this more with my friends who are like the ones who are like eating this stuff up const like constantly and always like watching everything they can get their hands hands on. I haven't had as much experience with this issue, but I guess like just the current state of like the availability of some of these older Hong Kong films or like old martial arts films and stuff like that, uh, that are foreign as you know, in particular is like, they're like really, I guess certain, certain movies are really inaccessible, like hard to, obtain or like they you know they don't have a current release or they don't have you know like they're fucked up in some way and so this is was kind of like a minor thing i feel like it's just like hey you need to like bump the subtitles back like a second but yeah yeah i feel like this was like um you know there's just not like a a good way to like watch (laughs) the movie yeah i'm just glad that it was that it's like at, at all available, you know? I mean, I just feel, like, lucky that these are... that we can still watch some of this because it's so... Yeah. It just whips so hard. <laughs> I actually want to try to... Y'all should watch it. <laughs> I want to try to obtain this Blu-ray and maybe we can watch it together and hopefully oh, the subtitles so cool. are on and we can do the randomizer, you know? Like, maybe we can watch <laughs> yeah. it, you know, like, every time we hang out, every once in a while we'll just we'll get all four endings you know oh my god yes (laughs) we'll roll the dice and we'll get the fourth ending if it's like it's like bandersnatch (laughs) we'll just we'll choose your own adventure (laughs) that'd be awesome actually to make a choose your own adventure out of this type of thing oh damn i wonder i mean it'd be pretty sick if like 
I bet you could do that because there's so many people, who, there's so many crossovers within movies oh of my this God, era. You're right, you're right. Right? So, like, you could be like one from one to the other, like, and there are so many random people who are there just fighting anyway. So, you could just cut a scene in with Cynthia fighting somebody else, you know, <laughs> where Someone she survives or whatever. Someone make this happen. Yeah, some, this is a great idea. You're getting it for free. Uh, somebody make a choose-your-own-adventure out of these, like, Hong Kong action films. That would be so tight. That's such a... I want that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, this was awesome. Uh, should we should we say what we are going to do next? I think we've confirmed next month yeah. of June. Yeah. Okay. So, we're going we're gonna to do a double feature. <laughs> um and it's it's both our birthdays in june so it's yeah we get to indulge a little bit and i think so this came out of you messaged me and you were discussing your love of good burger <laughs> <laughs> yep which so we're gonna do that and it was like a movie that you you know you said you loved as a kid um and so it's it's kind of fitting to kind of get to indulge in that a little bit some of the nostalgia on your birthday and exactly. so um, I thought about a lot of movies that I had similar nostalgia for. And but I also wanted one that kind of like lined up a little bit. And uh-huh. so it's not it's not that same. Like I'm thinking Good Burger was probably a movie that appeal. This uh, maybe this isn't a big distinction, but I think of that as a movie of when I'm like eight years old. That appeals to me. And I picked more of like when I was 12 years old. <laughs> that's fair that's fair although we'll get into it but boy does good burger ever hold up as a 31 year old (laughs) so i went that route because i thought a good match for good burger for my for my side of it would be wayne's world Um, hell yeah which is i watched both of those when i was a kid Um, oh my god i can't wait to i can't wait to watch to watch wayne's world it's been years i haven't seen it in so long so yeah, I thought it would be great. Both like nine, 90s comedies. One's, one's more for kids, one's more for adults, I guess. But uh, I think they're both based off of a sketch comedy show. Um, <laughs> and yeah, both uh, some great comedic performances in both. But also I think both are good movies in their own right. I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah. I, I believe that Good Burger holds up. Let's just say I just haven't actually seen it since I was a kid. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to hear your to hear your thoughts in 2023 on Good Burger. I mean, especially because now they've they've greenlighted a Good Burger two, which I'm a little bit skeptical about, but we'll we'll have to see. What year is this from? 1997. Um, I think so. So this is gonna line up pretty well with uh, Flashback 64 <laughs> as well. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> just happy to uh, indulge in the late '90s uh, nostalgia a little bit. Yeah, I love late late '90s nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite kinds of nostalgia. <laughs> well, yeah, this was this was a great episode. Um, thanks to everyone. Yeah, this for was listening. a lot of fun. Adriel, well, I mean, as always, this is a, just a great. This is a great part of my month. I always look forward to our, <laughs> our get-togethers. I know. It was a real pleasure. And um, happy anniversary. And, happy um, anniversary. I'll, uh, uh, w- you know, we'll see you next month for our birthdays and for a great, a great 90s double feature. We'll have some cake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Stay cool, everyone. Stay cool.